0: And the motion picture is the most important art film ever devised by the human race. It is the
1: the art form that creates more empathy than any other. It creates our ability to step out of our own shoes.
0: Okay. And are you
2: going through your uh, your Yeti, Jenna? Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I double checked. I have Yeti set on both the inputs yeah i've been i spent like the past 15 minutes setting this up so hopefully we should be good to go yes and i am i am couch recording instead of desk recording so
3: and i'll mute my food
0: i'm gonna bring a more laid-back uh couch-based vibe yeah i was gonna
2: say it's gonna be a very very chill uh i guess it's in keeping with sort of i mean I'm taste of i was gonna movie. say
0: a surprisingly chill movie soup, considering yeah. oh my god th- of all things to eat during a podcast my god
2: man i love soup oh, soup so good soup again that's the biggest that's been the biggest divide on the podcast i know so far. it's like uh dylan hating bel du jour and then you hating soup de jour. <laughs>
0: ah, 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 good one. Oh, I feel so compelled to clarify that I don't hate soup. Soup is fine. I just apparently thinking it's fine is like a war crime. So
2: it is, it in,
3: is. Food okay. in food adjusted terms.
2: In food adjusted terms, I, I did ask soup for is. Matt It's good. like thinking
0: Mike Trout is
3: like an average. He's pretty good. Like yeah. player. He's
2: a salt. He's a salt baseball what? player. What?
0: Okay. Well, first of all, no. There's like he's objectivity to be had option. there, but my laptop started making a loud noise but it'll be fine oh no no it just it, because it's old it just gets a little bit like overheated sometimes but Uh-oh. also dead. my levels might be weird because i'm not <laughs> used going No, 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 it's gonna be great it's gonna be totally fine gonna be fine
2: hello and welcome to the great movies pod a retrospective film review show the podcast where we watch and discuss each of the films covered in roger ebert's seminal film essay collection the great movies i'm nick fulton i'm dylan Claire.
0: and i'm janet gardner
2: and this week we're talking about The Godson. It Son was of the Godfather. The God, it was called The Godson when they released it uh, in America. Capitalizing off are of. Are you serious? The I Godf- missed that. Was that yeah. in the
3: Wikipedia page? Uh, yeah. Oh, I missed that. That's
2: the horrible. Godson? He's not anybody's godson.
0: No. And this He's came not out. Even
2: part of the Mafia. This
0: came out the same <laughs> year as The Godfather, I guess, is the thinking there. But no, that's it crazy. came
2: out. It,
3: Four years, five years before The Godfather,
2: when it when it got released in America. In America, uh, yeah, it, in yeah, yeah, in seventy two. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh,
2: so we are talking about Les Samurai from nineteen sixty seven. It was directed by Jean Pierre Melville, who co wrote the screenplay with Georges Pellegrin, and it stars Katie Rossier, François Perrier, Natalie Delon, and Alain Delon as Jeff Costello. Um, before we talk about that, two things we should cover. One. Nellie asked me the other day, I have some uh, cr- uh, a correction for myself. or It was just yesterday, actually. Nellie was like, my favorite scene from Licorice Pizza was the uh, the scene where Alana meets the talent agent. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what is that actress's name? And I'm like, it's Mary something, Mary Elizabeth something. And I, I was like, I can't remember what it is. And I Googled it. And I had the stark realization that when I nominated (gasps) Mary Elizabeth Ellis for best supporting actress, that
0: makes so much more sense. sense. So I just shouted, my levels!" I was like, "Wow, you really like the actress who plays mom? Like, that's fine." The mom was fine,
3: but like, really, it was a talent actress that was like the one woman steal the movie show. It
2: it was the other uh, three named Ellis Harris. Anyways, Harriet Sansom Harris. Huge apologies, I owe you a bean. (laughs) for Best Supporting Actress. I am, no matter, yeah, she's I am definitely
3: glad the
0: best one. you addressed almost, that up front. That was important. I almost on that as podcast soon as,
3: was like, why didn't she put that bean towards the talent actress instead of the mom? But I thought I, would, I didn't want to be mean or anything.
2: Right. As soon as I looked it up, I, I like, pit in my stomach like, oh no, what have I done?
3: <laughs> mom was fine. Like, she's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. was no, like she, she's, embarrassing
2: she's, thing. But. Yeah, she's, she's solid, but I mean... Harry terrorist scene is so funny. It is. It's amazing.
3: You're Anyways, a fighter.
2: Before we talk about *The uh, Samurai, uh, we should talk about the Oscars just a little bit.
0: <sighs> yeah. Briefly. Briefly, briefly. I don't know what's to yeah, be briefly. said that hasn't been said, but.
2: Yeah, I, I don't have anything uh, like intelligent or novel to say about Will Smith and Chris Rock, and I'm sort of getting like.
0: I know i I burned out on that so quickly, yeah. like so got, quickly. I was just like, Oh, I'm never hearing about it again.
3: The memes I, got old real fast. I messaged yeah. Jenna, like that night, like, should we just do like a quick episode the next day to talk about it? I woke up the next day and was like, Ugh. I am not talking about right. that.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. That it just burned through the like reaction machine too quickly.
2: Uh, so the big winners on the night, uh, Coda, obviously, won the three of the three it was mm-hmm. nominated for. So weird. Um, and we, we talked about, like, in our chat, the three of us, how weird it was that the three movies that won multiple awards, none of them were nominated for Best Director. Uh, so this, um, Eyes of Tammy Faye won two, uh, Best Actress in Makeup. And then Dune won, like, 18 awards. <laughs> and I still think that Dune think overall was was sort of snubbed just in in the fact that Denis did not get a best director nomination. Yeah. It's the the Academy just does not like that guy it seems.
3: Yeah I think Denis got snubbed also just by not winning adapted screenplay. Or any of the options winning adapted screenplay besides Coda. No offense to Coda, but Yeah. Yeah. That was like the greatest adapted screenplay lineup of all time. And then just Koda. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and then um Brainall won for original. original screenplay for Belfast. Wild. <laughs> uh, let's see. Supporting actor Troy Kotsur won from Coda. I think uh, he's probably not who I would have voted for, but I'm pretty happy that he yeah, won. Regardless, Yeah, same.
3: I'm loving the Troy Kotsur train right now. That's just plowing along.
2: His his speech was, I think, the the high point of the night. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I agree.
2: Uh, Ariana DeBose, uh, not surprisingly, won for West Side Story. Her speech was also very good. Mm-hmm. I think those were really the only speeches that were good. I, I thought think.
3: Chastain's speech was really good. I thought
2: Chastain's I, speech was a, about average.
0: I barely remember a thing that Chastain... I mean, she, <laughs> she had the unfortunate, you know, coming yeah, at the tiny, end of the night placement. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to truly remember much of what happened in the final hour of the show. Yeah, I mean,
2: she, she, she brought up, like, important... Issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a little rambling. And at that point in the night, our minds were elsewhere, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, Will, Will Smith's speech, I think, was like genuinely terrible. It was um, deranged.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. And it's so sort of disappointing because we'd sort of had been tracking that all awards season of like, okay, he's building towards like, he's giving good speeches. He's being so yep. generous and shouting out his collaborators. And like, he was building I mean, to something good. You, like, and then awkward
3: and like lose his like public image before the voting came in uh, he did no, it. after the voting
0: ended <laughs>
3: uh, he, his he, timing he was it good literally right as he was getting his oscar handed to him it's it, just an amazing downfall
0: i mean yeah because we had we had been concerned that yeah he would do something erratic and it would throw the whole thing off course i just didn't see it coming at that moment in time
3: yep i uh, um, yeah. you couldn't script that
0: i it was you say that in like
3: Sports yeah. things, but like mm-hmm. this was unscriptable,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. And then, uh, Jane won for power of the dog. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you a word she said, honestly. No. I don't remember a single thing she said, maybe there. <laughs> and, um, Coda, Coda, of course, won for best picture, which, um, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't the best picture um, by any means, but it's not a terrible choice people i think are making it out to be like a crash or a green book type choice and i think it's much more of an artist or don't like you said um a rain man type choice it's uh it's a perfectly fine movie that i won't think about much uh, a month from now
3: yeah i think it's really close to rain man because it's this like dramedy crowd pleaser yeah
2: yeah, thing
3: more than like the artist i mean the artist is just kind of like a not amazing but pretty good the
2: cra- that's, that's that's what I mean it's 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 sort of slight and pleasant but it's not too deep I guess
0: the crazy thing about Rain Man though is it starred two movie stars so like mm-hmm. people at yeah, least still remember true. Rain Man because like yeah it starred two movie stars and so Tom Kira, Cruise and uh,
2: Dustin Hoffman and, yeah. and did Dustin Hoffman win that year
0: I can't remember I know he'd He's won definitely for nominated. Kramer
2: versus Kramer right yeah I'll look it up. Um, but but like, yeah, I mean, I, so I
0: watch even more anonymous. Like, I mean, it has this tricotta performance that obviously was a standout and will be remembered. But mm-hmm. otherwise just, yeah, it's just it just doesn't have any remember. big names
2: in it, which is, which is nice. Uh, yeah. yeah. So he, uh, he won for Kramer versus Kramer and Rain Man. So he has two. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Any other, hi- I thought the show itself was pretty. Um...
3: I thought it was the worst yeah. show I've ever seen.
2: <laughs> Yeah, it was a slog. It was weird. There were a lot of weird it, things. Yeah, um, I think it's
0: the worst I've ever seen. It it was worse yeah. than last year, you know, which is kind yeah. of because last I mean, I think it was objectively worse than last year, even without grieving, grading last year on the pandemic on a curve. curve. Yeah, yeah, last year was the weird pandemic Oscars, but at least I don't know they gave out all the awards. Even Will, the
2: Will Smith <laughs> stuff aside, it was it was they shunted some of the awards to. Uh, earlier in the evening right. and they clipped them together in a way that
3: it looked horrible
2: yeah it, it seemed very like it stood out and they like, vaguely I'm, tried
0: to pretend like they were happening live and they would cut to reactions and they, they cut to, oh, they cut oh, to the yeah, same Zendaya reaction for every Dune win and it's like she's not a robot like she would not have yeah. that same expression on her face for every Dune win like it was wild
2: Yeah. Um, why did they do a James Bond 60th anniversary oh my I god said, we like, had just had
3: a James Bond a,
2: a, a 60 anniversary is, I think, a marquee moment in a marriage. Uh, because you're not going to get to 70, odds are.
3: <laughs> you never
2: know. But James Bond, but otherwise... we're definitely going to get to 70. Like, why are we? What? What is 60? Who cares? <laughs>
0: and also, like,
2: it. Why was it presented by Tony Hawk? And you had you had two former James Bond al- a- alumnus <coughs> fucking there they Nominate
3: cut to judy dench and i'm just like
0: what is, what is the, judy dench? the james bond and the godfather tributes were both crazy like yeah. and like poorly done and like mm-hmm. it used to, i mean one why are you doing that when you don't have time to present all the awards but two if yep. you're gonna do a tribute like do a real tribute don't just show a clip show that i could watch on like, a highlight reel YouTube. that i could watch someone yeah. put on youtube like i think about you know and again you can say whether this is a bad choice as well but i remember like when john hughes died and like they did a Mm-hmm. Oh, actual tribute, where they, like, brought yeah, out yeah. cast members from every movie, and they gave testimonials, and, like, is it the best use of time? Maybe not, but at least it's a real tribute. It's yeah, not exactly. just yeah. a freaking clip just show. It's
1: a,
2: a, a fan cam of The
0: Godfather. And... Only The Godfather Part 1, one turned...
2: <laughs> only The Godfather Part 1 turned 50.
3: Like, what are we doing here, guys? Right. But The Godfather clip show is terrible. Oh, my and God, so- with yeah, the
0: music yeah, was- and, like... it was. This
3: was literally, like, a... The Steve Buscemi walking into the the school like, "Hello, kids. I'm gonna put some rap mm-hmm. music over the Godfather, so you'll like it."
0: I'm trying yep. to think if there was a single thing I liked. Like, I mean, aside from like it was nice, like some of the winners, oh, I was the, happy. The with The winners, speeches, yeah. But like, I, I
2: was I was very moved
3: by people doing like the hand motion yeah. Yeah. for for Kotzer. But the, for the uh, actual production stuff yes.
0: Is there a production right, choice right. that was made?
3: You liked the Beyonce performance?
0: I liked the Beyonce performance. And I
3: thought it was a good performance. But the fact that they cut to a pre-recorded thing outside of the stadium for the mm-hmm. first thing they show in the show.
0: Right. Yeah, I think
3: um, I uh, Bruno yeah. was bad. Bruno I was bad. I was excited for the Bruno performance. I was I, too. That's the mm-hmm. one song I know. And I thought and it was then, stupid that they're going to play it, but it's like, at least I'll enjoy it. And I didn't, and didn't enjoy play, it. <laughs> and then they didn't play the song. Like, they played a verse, and then they... <laughs> But they had it's, switched to Meganthe Megan Stallion, Stallion. Yeah. Like Yeah.
0: I liked so I liked the Beyoncé performance, but I did not like it to open the show. Um like I think I guess the issue with that is once you get Beyoncé, maybe you feel like you have to have her open the show and you can't just like drop her mm-hmm. in an hour in or something. But yeah. especially like you can tell like that it takes the air out of the room. When the opening number is them watching a video. Like, yeah. it's the opposite <laughs> of the straight up great opening that when they had Justin Timberlake come in and like dance. D- I, I was going to say the exact and same thing. Everyone's dancing with, that with song. Lupita. Like, every, like, everyone's getting happy. Yeah. Like, who, it, yeah. I that's like that. That's how you song. get energy in the Even that. if you yeah. don't, like, yeah, that's how you, yeah. <sighs> this was the opposite of that in every way.
2: Uh, I'm glad you brought up Lupita because I think outfit wise, she is a highlight.
0: Sure. She
3: looked incredible there was a so, lot of great outfits she
0: also found herself accidentally being sort of like the <laughs> go-to reaction shot of the whole incident because she was the person that everyone looked at going right behind. oh wait this isn't yeah. a joke she she doesn't she was look like the tertiary
3: meme that came out of the night yeah that was like will. her face like yeah. will like and then like Lupita was, oh.
0: yeah <laughs> yeah she had a bigger night than she expected probably <laughs>
2: I think well, she was in that uh, selfie picture too. Yes. She's always finding she's always finding herself in these uh, Oscar related. Yeah, well, uh, I totally when, forgot about that meme picture. When oh, oh yeah, that was a big deal. That like it at crash
0: Twitter. Like it was such a like literally like it was like
2: the most retweeted thing what? for a while or something like that. And like again, it still
0: is. It is that pretty dumb? Yeah. For some reason, yeah. did people care? They did. So like, can't entirely I don't know fault if anything it, but. that happened in
3: the it's, show though like got people right. to care.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
3: Except you know,
0: I know. No, it was it was just depressing. I found the entire thing just like I was trying to find moments from it to like enjoy as it was happening, but it was just a tough. It was it was a tough one this year.
2: Yep, well, and then it was made like markedly worse
3: <laughs> within the show.
0: Yeah, yeah. Ugh. No, but then the
3: thing At was, least... it was like. Twenty minutes longer than last year's, and mm-hmm. yeah. ten minutes longer than most other years. Yeah. Like it was still yeah. a longer show. It than still went three hours and forty minutes.
0: Hilariously, like
3: at least yeah. drive my or not drive
2: my car. Don't look up didn't win um, the best whatever original screenplay. I'm happy about that. Yeah. Did
0: Don't Look Up win anything?
2: No. Yeah, oh, cool. It got Irishman. <laughs> it
0: did. It did get Irishman. Talking same, about that same but...
2: caliber move Netflix. Yeah, I, I was going to yeah. say, like, in fairness, well, Netflix did win a Best Director Oscar this year, though. A hundred percent. Which Netflix they also did for Roma, Roma too,
0: though, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, that's true. So they'll give
0: it... I, yeah.
3: I think it's got, like, sans Roma, like, three wins, and, like, in, like, 40 nominations, their past three years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It it seems... Oh, no, Mink got, like, two. Mank yeah. still got two wins. Okay, so five. Like, below the line. But won, Dern, though, Campion. Oh, yeah, Dern. Irishman didn't get anything. Two mm-hmm. wins for Mink.
0: Yeah, and then the Roma win. So it's, like, and six Ro- wins Ro- altogether. Ro- Roma, but I mean, we could
3: talk... Like, director, foreign language, cinematography. Mm-hmm. And maybe one or two other. Mm-hmm. But
0: man. Yeah.
2: And then... But- <laughs> But I would say, like, power, the, the two movies that they had that were, like, close to winning were Power of the Dog, which lost to Dakota, and Roma, which lost to Green Book, and I think yeah. sort of obje- objectively the worst movie won both of those years. In mm-hmm. both both times, it was, like, a more challenging movie lost to a uh, sort of a c- crowd-pleaser feel-good. Again, I one is green, better green than booki- the other. Yeah, Green Green Bookies feel, feel good if you, like, turn your brain right. off to, like, the...
0: Yeah, if you don't think empty, about it for The Hollow The hollow seconds. politics
2: <laughs> to it. Like, but So I don't know how much of that is Netflix's fault versus just the the tide changing every other year. It seems like they'll the award uh, an actual good movie and then a bad
0: movie. Right, you know? because, yeah, that's kind of the thing, is it's not like...
2: I don't think Code is a bad movie, no. to be clear. Like, I think it's a fine
0: movie. But it's just, yeah, it's not... Yeah, because I saw a lot of... Like, people have been through so much, and they just want, like, a feel-good movie and stuff. And, like, maybe... But it does feel almost cyclical, where it's like every few mm-hmm. years we get one of these. Because it's, I mean, we're still talking about an academy that in, like, Nomadland is not like a feel great movie. Um, mm-hmm. Parasite, like, Shape of Water is a weird movie. Like, you know, and we're not that moonlight, you know, like, there's so of- much.
3: feels like Shape of Water. Moonlight feels like Parasite. Green Book feels like Coda. So you is know, it just cyclical?
0: Like is it just like they just yeah. rotate through what they want? We, we just gave it to this, so let's give it to this. Like
3: a bit. I
2: think we're I think we're setting ourselves up for a uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Let's Te- go. Second Oscars. Crossed. Like Marty deserves a second Oscar.
3: Agreed. And he deserves a third Oscar. But what if R comes storming in, takes the Oscars by force?
0: The the sad thing is, I'm sure there's some movie that either we haven't even heard of yet or hasn't even crossed our minds yet that it could be a player that's like lurking out there. Cause I mean, Coda by this time had already had that record breaking deal at Sundance, but nobody thought it was like a best picture. They were just like a little Sundance festival movie. Like, so you you never know.
2: I still, I still think that it just happens to
0: have (laughs) won three Oscars, including best picture. I know. I know. Uh,
2: All right. Um, let's close the book on, uh, was a very awkward night yes let's yeah uh with Le samurai mm-hmm. let's talk about it um we should talk real quick Elaine delon just yesterday um has said that he lives in switzerland he's fi- i don't he, filing
0: petitioning for he he's making plans i'm, I'm kind of yeah clear. he wants
2: to undergo uh assisted suicide he is in poor health and um he's in his late 80s he penned a uh like a farewell note to to his fans so i'm i I don't know how all that progresses but um yeah that's uh just new news as of yesterday um he's got a i think a complicated legacy or (laughs) he's got a good legacy on screen and we'll just say a straight up bad legacy off screen for um both political and personal reasons and just google the markovich affair it is the most insane thing it's a wild story that involves orgies with the president of France's wife, murder. Um, Please don't tell know. Ryan Murphy about it, though. Just keep <laughs> oh right god, him. oh my god. <laughs> oh, just the thought of that just giving me chills. Ryan Murphy's Markovic affair. Uh, yeah, he's also like a supporter of the National Front, which uh, seem primed to like maybe take over the presidency in France. So that sucks. Anyways, let's talk about uh, the movie itself, though, because that all all that shit is depressing. Um, this is our first Melville, who's I sort of feel like. So um, this movie's two thirty five on the the Sight and Sound critics poll, but it was ninety one on the director's poll. Oh. Yeah, I forgot to look up the Sight and Sound stuff. Yeah, and and he's a huge influence. Melville is on a lot of directors. Um, you can see his influence. I think pretty clearly in drive you can see a lot of Mm -hmm. john woo movies john woo for the um criterion booklet actually i don't know if it was for criterion or if it was taken from somewhere else but he actually pens like a a, an essay and he opens it by saying uh, in melville's films like in mine characters are caught between good and evil and sometimes even the worst gangsters can behave in the noblest of fashion melville is god to me
1: wow so nice
2: Yeah, it sort of feels trite to say, but I think he qualifies as one of the people
3: who it's like your favorite filmmaker's favorite filmmaker. Yeah, Mm.
0: 100%. Gotcha.
3: You know, if there was like one more slot in the Schrader book with Ozu, Bresson, and Dreyer of just like people that like, you know, the filmmakers like adore and will write about, Mm -hmm. he would be another one in that slot. Yeah, I there are so many,
2: like, I, every, uh, like, loner assassin movie uh-huh. since this movie, I think, has cribbed from it in some way. Like, a lot of the 70s crime movies, like uh, uh, The Day of the Jackal. Or did you guys ever see The American? Movie? I was the, like, just, movie? just, goddammit, Nick, like, I was like, you guys remember <laughs> The American I haven't seen The American. I'm familiar, but I I haven't seen it. I I saw it in theaters and I I remember liking it. And I saw it with a friend who was like, that was the most
3: boring movie I've ever seen. (laughs) Uh, But Ebert was a big fan of it. He actually gave it four out of four stars. I I remember when that movie was like a front runner for Best Picture at one point. No
2: way. It was not. Yes, it was. Well,
3: I mean, like in like precursor predictors, like halfway through the year, they were like, this movie, The American, (laughs) with George Clooney, Anton Corbin's going to come out big maybe before it came out yes before and it came out it. before, before anybody doing, saw like, it yeah yeah <laughs> everyone saw it and was like
2: eh. it was a little slow <laughs> I, I i like the movie i think it's solid I, I don't know that i would have given it four stars but i don't know i should watch it again i think i own it actually on dvd i,
0: I have to remind myself every time which movie is the american and which one is the quiet american <laughs> the quiet American. that is a uh Michael Caine movie uh oh. about uh a guy in Vietnam based on a Graham Greene novel you remember the quiet American that was also very no. Oscar-y
3: um what's the Michael Caine loner assassin movie he had one are you thinking of Get Carter no I've it, never seen it, it, it was I've an, never an seen old it, Michael the Caine
2: guy, movie the guy who directed Get Carter actually voted for this in his sight and sound uh oh really his sight and sound ballot yeah um, and then so did Monty Hellman that Yes, a, that one um, made sense um, John Michael McDonough Was the other name that I recognized on here Harry Brown Sorry,
3: that's the Michael Caine look. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. I have seen that one either You guys oh, okay. remember Harry Brown? No
2: I, I know the name in the poster, but I've never
3: seen that or Get Carter Yeah no.
0: Get Carter looks cool
3: Yeah Jenny, you should look up the Harry Brown poster though
0: Oh, sure
2: So, Dylan, you've seen this before, correct? Yeah. Okay. Have you seen any other um, Melville movies?
3: Now, I'm lacking on Melville compared to some other ones, but I think I've seen two other... I'm trying to get into Melville's page. Um, Army of Shadows is, like, by far my favorite. I almost said Army of Darkness. Army of Shadows is... (laughs) Jana, did you find the poster? I did! (laughs) It's like geriatric michael kane with yeah, like, it blood was not everywhere clear to
0: me when you referenced harry brown that, that was not a young michael kane assassin movie that it was a 2009 <laughs> michael kane assassin movie
3: yeah, yeah it's okay like, it's, it's like it's, geriatric taken or something
0: michael kane is harry brown every man <laughs> has a breaking point okay well i'm sure it's as good as the samurai
3: yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. um uh, yeah, I've only seen two Melvilles then. Just Le Samurai and Army of Shadows. I am lacking on Melville. And then Janos is your first, Yes. Uh, is,
0: yeah, I had not seen this before, and it was my first, uh, Melville. Was watch. it your first Elaine Delon, too? I, I think so. I think it must be. I have... I've been meaning to watch, is it the swimming pool that he's in? Or mm-hmm. the swim, yeah. swimming pool? Okay. Not the swimmer. that's La that Or Lapisine. Wasn't that he was
3: making when the Murkovich affair happened?
2: I believe so, because it was, I think, right after this. Yeah. I think it was uh, from 68 or 69. I think the Markovich Affair was from 69. This this is, I think, just before mm. the Markovich Affair.
0: Yeah. No, he, there's, there's a lot of movies he's in that are that's on my watch list, but this is the first one I've actually mm. watched.
3: How many what have
0: did you, you
2: think seen
3: about then? him? Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. What did you think, Jamie?
0: Oh, uh, of Elaine Delon or the movie in general? Yeah. Uh Yeah. I mean, it is frustrating, um, you know, watching this after knowing so much about uh, about his personal about life. his personal life, but that you know, what you gonna do? Um, no, I mean he's amazing. Like what a captivating screen presence. Um mm-hmm. you know, and I know he was like famously considered like the most handsomest man in the world or whatever, uh
3: The picture with him, Mick Jagger, and... It's so funny. It's so funny. It is the funniest picture to ever be taken.
0: Right, where it makes Mick Jagger look like the saddest dork in the world, when it's like he's a very cool guy, but... (laughs) You are not a cool guy when
2: when the other guy in the room is a Wendell you're a
0: piece of shit. You're
2: you're like, uh, he looks like such a dork in that picture. He really
0: does. He really does. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, Um. But no, I mean, he's, he's really good in this, and I mean, I think... For the modern comparison, something like Drive is a, a very, very mm-hmm. good comparison. If anyone hasn't seen this and they're, you know, like Drive, love this movie. Like yeah. similarly, like extremely little dialogue, like nothing happens for a long time. Bursts of violence back to like, you know, nothing much happening.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I think that's kind of hard for as a performer to carry a movie. that's just you walking around acting furtively <laughs> for <laughs> long stretches without anyone to talk yeah. to. Um, he's great.
2: Yeah, I, he's really, like, one of my favorite actors throughout film history. Like, definitely top ten, probably, probably top five. Damn. Um, he's, I, I just think he's incredible. I, and a role model. Oh, no, no. I, I just mean, like, his, his politics. Correct. Right. I, I think he's terrible on screen. Right, but his personal life is <laughs> I, a lot, too, as to. I, 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 re- I really like a Marine Le Pen.
3: <laughs> I'm just going to crop that and just... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, just edit that in out of context.
3: Dylan, um, um, you're asking, is this how many... Uh, yeah, how many uh, Delons have you seen? Because I know you kind of stand for this. Guy.
2: Um, you know, like seven or eight, maybe? Sure. I, I think Letterbox is still down last night. No, exact, I'm but I've, using I've, it right now. Oh, really? So I've seen uh three of his uh, Melville movies. So this, um, Le, Le Circle Rouge... Rouge and Unflick, which isn't as good, but it was Melville's last oh, movie, yeah. but it's still, I think, entertaining.
3: Um, what else? Leopard. Uh, so, I'm going to pause there noon. then. Um, I showed Alex the Leopard last year, and I watched The mm-hmm. Samurai with him this year, that, just yesterday, and uh, we were both like, could there be two different sort of roles you could make a guy do than the Leopard and The Le Samurai? Yeah. One where he's like this, like, hot-headed, I'm gonna take over the world some kind of like sexy nephew and then this one is like
0: did you say sexy nephew
3: well he's oh, yeah. the nephew of the main character but he's like getting <laughs> it with like a bunch of women
0: he that plays is a the trope, the we all know the trope of the sexy nephew Yeah,
3: you know, the sexy nephew
0: <laughs> so I, I i understand from context that the,
2: he's the quiet the quiet assassin of the sexy nephew
0: <laughs> <laughs> the two the two roles um but no, I I, I understand. <laughs> what you're gonna but do. yeah,
3: we were talking a bit about that. The only other um, Delon movie I've seen is Rocco and His Brothers, which is like sort of that's one weird... I haven't seen actually. Yeah,
2: you will love Rocco.
3: You will.
0: That's love. Visconti. Yeah,
3: yeah, course. it's my guy. It's
2: it. I, it's just so long, which is the reason that I haven't it's, it's, put it on. It's very and long. Any, any movie, it's like two and a half hours. Any movie that's that that's that long, like I need I need time to build up to. You think it's two know, and a half hours? <laughs> I have is, news. It, is it longer than, oh it's almost three hours it's it's, it's three it's a
0: it's oh a God, and the leopard car. is over three um the leopard's very long question yeah. about the leopard that i just genuinely don't like i'm no actual the answer to this is <laughs> is <laughs> I, I do know that um is it in english this movie
3: no but it's it's very um like it, what, imagine
0: what language is it in italian french what are we doing here
3: Italian. It's one of it's one of those things where like everyone just spoke their lines in the language that they spoke. Yeah, they it's, like, it it's like it's gotcha. like Good and the Bad and the Ugly, but just Italian instead of English was the release.
0: Okay, mm. well, because I was looking at that cast and I'm like, I don't think any of these people speak the same language. No. What <laughs> language is this movie <laughs> in?
3: It's Bert, it, it's, it's, Claudia it's like, Cardinal Alain Delon, Stolpa, like all of them. Okay, all right. It's just thanks. like drive my. It's just like
2: drive my car. The part <laughs> that they put on, where it's like Bert Lancaster speaking English, Claudia Cardinale speaking Italian, Elaine speaking French, and none of them. Like I can't imagine that they ever hung out. Like <laughs> as soon as the cameras cut, they're just like. Oh, and then truck, I forgot. Terence Hill like, has do? a
3: small
0: part in it. <sighs> wow. Okay. Good to know. The leopard
3: is the best, Janet. You I'll will watch love it. it I'll
0: watch it at some point. Alex and I were talking
3: like. If the Leopard is the most me movie of all time, The Samurai is the most his him movie of all time. <laughs> so we had an interesting comparison. Where like, I showed him The Leopard, and he was like, "Oh, it's good." And The know, Leopard is, I think, in the
2: running, along with like, Twenty Forty Six and In the Mood for Love for just like the hottest cast. Oh, it is time.
3: it. Yeah, Twenty Forty Six, or what else did you say?
2: In the Mood for it Love. For love. Mm, it beats Twenty Forty Six at least. I have you seen Twenty Forty Six? I don't know about that. <laughs>
0: Claudia <laughs> Cardinale is so beautiful. Y-
3: yeah, I know. The entrance like, like, uh, of, of Claudia Cardinale in that movie is one of those just like, oh my god.
2: Um, Anyways, um, you, yeah. so you were saying this is your like a movie made for it's your it's brother. a movie made for my brother and the leopard is and, a movie and, made for me. Yeah, I, I think this is also a movie made yeah for me. Like I don't know. I don't know why Melville went back in time uh, 18 years <laughs> before my birth to make a movie specifically engineered towards me. He was um, making it for it. you and
3: my <laughs> brother all along. Um, but it, it's the same thing where like I showed him the leopard, and he was like, "That's good." And I watched the summer and I'm like, you know, that's good. And uh, the other the other half of us is just like like losing our mind watching it. So it was fun. Yeah. I I, I like the watch getting to watch that with him to sort of pair mm-hmm. with the leopard.
2: Yeah, so I've I've seen this a couple times before, and I re- I watched a, a couple um, Melville movies for the first time in the past few weeks, mm-hmm. and then I rewatched. Um, so I rewatched *The Circle Rouge*, and after I watched that, I was like, "Is this his best movie?" And then I rewatched *Army of Shadows*. And I'm like, "No, I think this is his best movie." And then I rewatched this, and I'm like, "No, I think this is his best movie." <laughs> so. I still think this is his best movie. It's just so good. So it, let's, let's is talk about the main about
3: cop in Le Circle Rouge from yes. Le, Le Samurai? Uh, Yeah, Perrier. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, he's, he, he's one of the uh, cops in, in that. He's yeah, not the main I, cop. I, I saw the um, the banner photo on Letterboxd of Le Circle Rouge. And I was like, oh, that mm. looks like the cop from Le Samurai.
2: So it starts off um, with just a shot in... Um, <laughs> What seems like an empty room with a bird cage in it until you realize that there's actually a, a very handsome dude off on the corner smoking and it up. opens, yeah, he's smoking in bed, uh, not safe to do for a couple for two different reasons. I, I
0: found that like weirdly <laughs> stressful when he was smoking in bed, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, oh, you could just fall asleep, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I realized it realize was not going to happen to him in this movie, but, yeah, what if it did? <laughs> It was a short. No one told me. It's a five minute short about the dangers it's of all about smoking the, in bed. the
2: dangers of smoking in bed. <laughs> uh, actually, the uh, what, during this um, movie, during the shooting of it, Melville was, uh, they called him like the godfather of the French new wave, mm. in part, not just stylistically, but also because he did shit on his own. Like he started his own movie studio. Mm-hmm. And while they were making this, or maybe just after they made this, um, the studio burned down. Ooh. Mm. And he posited that it was other like movie people. Please oh. tell me it was like Rivette or something. Like who who committed arson? Oh like no movie studios because he was Oh they okay. Think, uh, <laughs> gotcha. He he like wasn't uh playing by their games. He was doing things on his own, so he thinks but unfortunately the uh the bird died in the fire. No Yeah, the bird died in uh, the movie studios. You're studio kidding.
0: So
3: sorry to bring it down. <laughs> Anyways, I'm um, genuinely shaken.
0: I was gonna say that really, I really threw Dylan for
3: Alex is gonna lose it when he hears that. Oh no! Yeah. He, he was very attached to the bird. If it makes you feel it any it's a better, gr-
0: the bird would not be around anymore anyway.
3: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> it's like oh,
3: shit. Yeah. Damn it.
0: Was a good bird though. Right. Excellent. That's excellent.
2: Very good bird. Yeah, it's a very good bird. So it starts off with a quote,
3: and I actually don't have the quote written down. Oh, um, it's I, in the e-book essay. I have it up on my computer. Okay. Yeah. Can you? Can you? Can you read it? Um, yeah. Cause, uh let me see where is it? Um something about long Yeah. yeah. Well, shit. Uh there's so many quotes from in this essay from Ebert. I mean half of it is a Thompson essay.
0: Uh <laughs> one of those one of those Ebert essays.
3: Yeah. Um let me just Google it, opening quote. It's
2: it's not on It's not on, uh There is no
3: solitude greater than a samurai, unless perhaps it is that of the tiger in the jungle. So that is,
2: okay. uh, it sets up the tone of this movie. Do you know what movie I this thought about is, when I read that
3: quote, though? Um, what? The American. <laughs> Tropical Malady. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that has a tiger in it. I was
0: going to say, I haven't seen that, but I, I do know it has a tiger in it.
3: You know, a tiger and a hunter, and they're both in solitude. They find each yep. other.
2: So that is from the Book of Bushido, which, of course, is a, a fake book. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's not a, I didn't know about that until I read the Ebert essay. It's not a real book. Uh, Le cercle La Rouge also opens with a quote referring a to fake. the Red Circle. It's like a Buddhist quote about the Red Circle. That is also a fake <laughs> quote.
0: <laughs> what a king! I was going to say, I love it.
2: <laughs> and I think Army of Shadows does the same thing. Anyways, he likes to just fuck around. Uh, (laughs) I absolutely love it. Yeah, that's great. Um, Apparently, when when he was pitching the script to Delon, like, they'd never worked before. Like, this is their first project together. They were in Delon's house, and um, Melville gave him the script. Or or he's reading from the script, and Delon stops him. He's like, you've been reading for seven or eight minutes, and I haven't had a single line yet. I'll do it. (laughs) Sounds good. And then... And then Delon asked him, "So what's the what's the script called?" And he said, Le Samurai." And Delon goes, "Follow me." They walk to his bedroom, and hanging over his bed, he had like a samurai sword. Oh my god! <laughs> of course he did. Of course he did. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he he hangs out in bed, smokes. We get this uh, quote thing, and then he gets up, fixes himself, immediately steals a car mm-hmm. with a I janitor. Love his cute <laughs> Yeah, the yeah janitor's curing of like a hundred keys and he just goes from key to key very slowly. You would think that he'd be working a little bit faster, but he really takes his time. He
0: doesn't do anything quickly, I don't think. No,
2: really. Um, he also
0: like how many
3: keys are there in the world? <laughs> There's got to be more than that many keys.
0: Yeah, I would think. but uh he's so... like a
3: baseline for like every single key possibility. I don't know how keys like a series of skeleton
0: keys. Yeah. Yeah. But still, that's I, still too many keys to be working with.
2: <laughs> that's a lot of keys. And I was very stressed out even rewatching it a third time. Like he just takes it off, leaves it on the seat. I'm like, when he drives away, those keys are going to fall off that ring. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he does all that. He's not, he doesn't say a
3: word. He drives into a garage Let, Let's mechanic. And, what about the score? This is when the first oh. time the score comes in. Oh, good score. The score is so good. Mm-hmm. Alex gave one of the best quotes I could have ever thought of about the score, which is, he said it sounded simultaneously like a modern, in the 60s yeah. contest, disco hit, while simultaneously sounding like a Bach mm-hmm. organ piece. And it was this yeah. weird like contrasting between like this modern sounding and ancient sounding music at the same time. Mm-hmm.
2: It's so. It kind of felt like the, the like a tangerine dream score or something like that, mm. and I think um, man is another Michael Mann is another person who's been influenced by mm, I uh, think
0: <laughs> yeah
2: by, by Melville. Man's got to um, have a code. Yeah, Michael Mann's got to have a code. So he 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 drives into uh, this little garage, and the guy immediately changes his license plates over. Like they don't they don't exchange a single word. He just exchanges the plates, gives him a gun. He slaps the money into his hand. Um, I have a quote from Melville <laughs> talking about this scene where they were going to have a driver do it because the garage was so narrow mm-hmm. that he said there was only like a centimeter on either side and you had to have somebody like drive in and fly through. Very remote. Yeah. Yeah, very
1: yeah. yeah. Good
2: point. And he said, uh, he- so they were going to get like a stunt driver to do it. And then the next thing he knows, Delon grabs the car and he just like flies <laughs> just in, does, does it, it, it perfectly.
3: Okay. <laughs> Of course he did
2: and he said this is the this is the superman side of every star top professionals don't need to be told how to hold a glass or smoke a cigarette they have a sure unshakable un- unshakable instinct for the right gesture
1: All
2: Right? which modern
3: a- star is doing that right now tom cruise <laughs> that was delon's age right now adam driver Adam yeah. Car driver?
0: <laughs> I know. As soon as I started to say it, it was halfway <laughs> out of my mouth, I was like, okay. No. I wish I'd picked a different
3: actor. <laughs> Driver's probably a good pick. Right? I'm trying
0: to I'm just trying to think of someone who seems like Yeah, that they probably just have an instinct for that sort of thing.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe Chalamet Chalamet I'm not sure if it's that instinct, but does have instincts.
1: hmm
3: He was born in thirty five, so he is thirty two in the making of this movie. Actually, okay, so, I too young. So
0: he, yeah, and Adam Jarre a little old, um, yeah, but those but those are kinda, definitely like, like those stars that just yeah.
3: can capture, yeah, you know. Tom Holland, <laughs>
0: <laughs> very charming yeah. guy. He seems great, yes. Um, can I tell you the very embarrassing thing that popped Garfield. into my head watching that scene? Um, was It just reminded me of how in Grand Theft Auto, when you steal a car and then you have to go drive it (laughs) into a garage. Do you guys ever play Grand Theft Auto? No. Do you play Grand Theft Auto? I mean, I did when I had like a PS2. Um, I used to play a lot of Grand Theft Auto. Um, but yeah, in that, when you, in, in the, that video game, when you steal a car, um, in order to like clean it so that the cops won't keep following you and you can go on your next mission, you have to like find a garage where you like pull into a tiny little garage and then your car gets all fixed up and you get what your supplies and you take off. And I'm like, oh, this is just like Grand Theft Auto. That was my, uh, <laughs> perspective reference. It's a fun game. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I I'm still trying to think of another. Uh, there's not really an actor who's like Elaine Delon now. There they're right? really I mean who would a- Andrew you Andrew even... Garfield? I mean I love no Andrew Garfield, but he's a goof. Like He is yeah. a goof.
3: He is a very goof.
2: Could you see Elaine Delon doing tick-tick boom?
0: I want to. Um... <laughs> yeah all of our modern actors, I feel like your modern actors have to be a little bit more personable personable yeah Yeah. instagrammy twitter yeah social media friendly it's it's gonna
2: be it's gonna be a non-american actor Mm -hmm. i think oh it's got to be a non-american
0: actor all right we'll think on it
2: yeah um so after he uh switches the car over he stops by an apartment and a very attractive woman is there it is a woman named jane played Hmm. by natalie delon who was moderately (laughs) wife in real life
0: were they married um, at this time?
2: They, yes. According to Melville, their last scene together was recorded just before they split up.
0: Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> like, <laughs> as, as in as in, he says that day.
0: As in they recorded that scene and they're like, yeah, we're done. Yes. The, the that's, scene that's ends with him
3: saying everything's going to be okay.
2: We are done
0: professionally. When he,
2: when he says goodbye to her uh, and, like, kisses her hair, apparently, according to well, Melville, that was their DeLon last... Died.
0: What? Oh,
3: really? He's dead.
0: <laughs> Jesus! Breaking news!
3: Yep. Yep. Wow. Alright. So, everything passed this point for a little bit. We got it wrong. We, uh, we fucked up. We didn't do our research. We need to apologize. And So, here is a little disclaimer.
2: It's false. No way. Not this time. We created it. Not this time. No. Not this time. It's totally made up. Pure fiction. It's fiction. It's fiction. We made it up. We made this one up. It's a made up tale. It's a total fabrication.
0: Where did you see it?
2: It's
3: on his Wikipedia It's on his Wikipedia. I don't know.
0: I'm still just seeing articles. I'm seeing seeing one from one hour ago. One hour ago. Okay, well, I did guess we time so. this
3: perfectly in a really morbid way?
0: I can say with some certainty, this is the first time, uh, and hopefully the last time that the star of the movie, yeah, between talking... this and Monica
2: Vitti, are we? Uh, <gasps> well, uh, it we've... seems like uh... is Peter is Peter Laurie next?
0: Okay, but uh, hopefully, no one else ever dies, <laughs> literally, while we're recording an episode about them,
2: yeah, um. It does I'm seem looking like to see what we have
3: coming up.
0: Oh God! Yeah, we're... What? Manhattan's
3: coming up. Please no, no one. <laughs> oh wait, no, I thought you meant Nashville. <laughs> I was like we've been recording in Lily Thomas. Okay, <laughs> Manhattan. <laughs> Watch, we're going to be recording Manhattan. <laughs> and Meryl Streep dies.
0: I get out. Absolutely not.
3: <laughs> it does. So it seems like there's some French. Articles from like five or six minutes ago that are saying he's passed.
0: Interesting. Mm.
3: Uh, but I don't see any like large circuit American news. Yeah,
0: it hasn't. But it,
3: it is on his Wikipedia. It, it I think it is updated from this morning when I looked. So. Yeah, this isn't anything. This is like the, uh, the David Sims Matrix Resurrections <laughs> announcement only like i guess the opposite in terms of vibes <laughs> yes very opposite but just
0: yeah it sounds like there's been like when you just like google his name on or put his name into twitter it's like people just saying like rumors of his death like yeah yeah
3: okay i don't know either way Sorry. uh he was married he was divorced in 69 to delon but maybe he did break up like that day of mm-hmm. filming and then, you know, yeah, just divorces yeah. have to get finalized.
2: Um, yeah. So he stops by her place and basically just says, hey, tonight I'm going to be here from 7 to 2. <laughs> and then leaves. <laughs> and then leaves. So what I, one thing I really like about this movie is that nothing is spelled out. He doesn't say, I'm here from 7 to 2 in case the cops ask. You need to say that I'm here because I'm going to do a crime. He just says, I'm going to be here from 7 to 2. And you have to do, like, a little bit of work. Yeah, you connect you know the dots you yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's, like, almost nothing is spelled out in this movie. And that's one of the things I love so much about it. Yeah, is that it's, it's really all just, it's all vibes. This is a very vibes movie. Um, so he leaves her place, goes to a card game. And uh, there's not much that happens here. But I do love the quote where they tell him to bring money. In case he loses and he says, I never lose. Not really. <laughs> okay. Sort of like
3: the the thesis statement for the movie. Mm-hmm. So through the first like 20 minutes of this movie, Alex could not stop laughing. And I think it goes to that quote that Ebert quoted the Thompson essay. Like it is so on it is like almost comical. Did you guys have mm-hmm. that same reaction of just like, my God, he has a birdcage. I wonder if this symbolizes anything.
0: No, I just like the vibes.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just all. I was in on, the vibes I was of this on movie. its
0: level. I was just like, yeah, these he, are, he, these are good Alex vibes.
3: was, but just thought it was funny. Just like the, I never lose.
0: Yeah, no, mm. I, I was, I was, I took it all at complete sincere face value.
2: <laughs> yeah, although it's funny that you bring that up because, um, you guys. Might want to watch Ghost Dog because it's very, very similar to this. Mm-hmm. I mean, like purposely, right. like it's it's yeah. unashamed in its in samurai, uh, yeah. homage to this. But uh, it's very funny, like purposely funny. Gotcha. Like there's, That's, it is there's, called there's, Ghost there's, Dog: there's, The Way of the Samurai. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a kill in that that I like howled at, and Nellie like, <laughs> "What are you laughing at?" And I I rewound it. I'm like, dude, just look at this. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like. Deadly serious, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, it's 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 a g- great like mix of tone.
3: Do uh, you think he pulled straight from the samurai when he was making that movie? Oh, absolutely. It is Jarmush yeah. who, who does like, you know. Yeah,
2: I mean, he reads from the the actual. I forget what it's called. It's like Haga. Uh, let me let me look it up. I found it on Amazon. Uh, but he's reading from like an actual um, samurai.
1: Book
0: and according to throughout the movie, according to Wikipedia, he has some sort of like electronic key that lets him steal every car as opposed to like a ring of keys that lets him steal every car. So it does sound like it's purposeful homages, yeah.
2: Sure, yeah. Instead of a single bird, he's got like a pigeon, a messenger pigeon coop. Really,
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that sounds great.
2: It's, it's a really good movie. I, I had such a blast watching it. Uh, he constantly reads from a book called Hagakure, The Secret Wisdom of the Samurai. Um, is that a real book? And it's, that's a real All book. Right. So, in the way he uses that is kind of like in Patterson, where uh, it, like, shows the poetry on screen here. It, like, shows the text that he's reading on screen. It's, it's a really cool movie. Um, so, uh, Jeff Costello, who's the Elaine Delon character, goes to this jazz club. And then immediately sneaks into a back room, finds a guy. And the guy's like, hey, what are you doing? And he goes, oh, I'm going to kill you. And then he kills him.
3: <laughs> yeah. It is that
2: simple. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, he, he, he doesn't need to say more. Mm-hmm. He's not prone to say more. A little surprised he even says that much. Um, kills the guy. And then he walks out. And he's immediately noticed by uh, the pianist. Um as well as played by Mark,
3: uh, what's her, what's the actor's name? Kate, Kate, uh, Kate Katie Rosier, Ro- Rosier? I think Rosier, MVP of the movie. Yeah, like, She's great. She's, she's really good. Mm-hmm. I know like Delon has like the performance of the movie, but like sh- she's really stealing every shot she's in.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, So we've seen by her, mm-hmm. the coat, the coat check girl, um, a the bartender, a very intimidating looking bartender. I love that bartender. and then a few old patrons um and then he goes off to the uh card game the cops after this murder round up the usual suspects and that includes raiding this card game so they bring in like just dozens of dudes and for whatever reason jeff is one of them even though like they acknowledge that he has no prior like he's not a crook Mm -hmm. yeah at least uh in the eyes of the police like he, he has no record at all he just happened to be at this card game which sort of like why did he go to that card game didn't he think that would be yeah one interesting thing i think about jeff Costello is that he's not really the best uh so assassin that was kind. Con- he gets seen by tons of people so that <laughs> he goes to a place that immediately gets rated
0: was going to be my question um on a first watch and i'm not sure if subsequent watches unlocks this one way or the other but like is he just kind of a bad assassin is he has he reached <laughs> some or or how much of this is just like he's reached some sort of point of ennui like obviously we'll talk about the ending and and sort of deliberate choices mm-hmm. he makes at that point but like
3: his ennui off the charts
0: yeah and so is this, is he just is he just so over it that he's just like yeah I'm not even trying anymore like could, is it, yeah, is it, or is he just really actually not very good at this
2: is it incompetence mm-hmm. or is it apathy or is it uh hubris yeah like he thinks he can get away with it so who cares I I think
0: it's really I think you can interpret it any of those ways
2: Mm -hmm. I think it's probably closer to hubris
3: oh Mm. I've gone hubris
0: I don't know although I don't know
3: Um, Uh, but
0: yeah so then we get our amazing lineup give me
3: the fucking keys you fucking cocksucker (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh.
3: give me the fucking keys
2: you fucking (laughs) cocksucker
3: the best part of that movie It is. It's a famous
2: part for a reason. Yeah. Um, So they have, uh, I think, like six or seven witnesses, Mm -hmm. and three of them are employees of the bar. Mm -hmm. Um, Those three people who saw the crook, and then um, like just a few old dudes. And they bring people out, and they sort of disagree. Like everyone is saying, it's him or it's not him and he was wearing a different coat or his hat looked different or like, I think the guy had a mustache and we like you learn later that the people who work for the bar are purposely misleading the cops because they're all sort of in on it to one degree or another. Um, He gives his alibi to the cops, which is Jane.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. She, Is then sort of forced to bring her boyfriend in, who came afterwards.
3: Now, he is quite good at, like, figuring out the identification of Delon in that scene. And he saw him for... A split second? I don't even know who, like... My teachers look like that well (laughs) if I was in school. Mm -hmm. So,
2: yeah, so when he after he did the thing he went to her place and then bumped into this guy Mm -hmm. as he was coming in at like 2 a.m and what melville says is that he and jeff actually know about each other or the guy knows about jeff and jeff knows that he knows about him so he goes there on purpose so that the guy will see him when if the cops question him the guy will say, "Oh yeah, I saw a guy who looks like this and he knows what he looks like." And the guy thinks that he's doing it to get Jeff busted. But really what he's doing is giving him making his alibi more foolproof. And the cops believe uh the boyfriend, but they don't believe Jane. Yeah. Um so the cops like question him they question Jeff. They question Jane, and then they bring out um, Jeff to the witnesses again. And they they dress him up, and they switch coats. And one of the guys like has has him nailed. Like they have his coat, but it, like his coat on a different guy, mm-hmm. his hat on a different guy, but his face. Um, but it all hinges sort of on Valerie, who's the pianist, and she like unequivocally says uh, it's not him. So they have to let him go. But the main cop, um, who I don't think is named, but uh, is played so. by Francois Perrier, um, is still convinced that it's him. Basically, he like not even on hard evidence, just on. He says, "I never think." Yeah, he just knows. What do you What do you think about Castelli? He Says, "I never think." He just feels that uh, that they're lying to him, and
3: you know, he's right. Yeah, he is. It's just. It's probably not the best way for a police to behave. Yeah, yeah, certainly. But did you but uh, his, get his any weird are correct? Yeah. Did you get any weird feeling that the fact that his name was Costello and he was like a gangster reminds you of anything? Elvis Costello? No, nah, was thinking departed. And I thought uh. if anyone else would have thought of that. Oh thing, no, we mean... we talked about uh. it while we
0: were watching it. Like immediately Matt and oh, I were really? like, Costello, like in the departed. <laughs> like that was the first thing I thought of.
3: <laughs> this uh, guy, Frank Costello.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, and I think his first name is sort of uh, his first name is maybe a reference to Out of the Past. I've seen. Uh, I think th- I think mm. it's Out of the Past, where the guy's name is Jeff, isn't it? Jeff. And, yes. I'm trying to remember. And then in um, The Killer, yeah, Jeff Bailey and Jeff Markham in Out of the Past. Uh, in The Killer, the Americanized version of um, Charlie and Fat's name is Jeff. Oh. Cool. Um. Have you guys seen a, a German movie called The Second Awakening of Krista Klogus?
0: No. It's i
2: don't a bank, think I've never heard <laughs> of that
0: movie. I'm glad Dylan made that face too. I'm like, is this some famous movie I've never heard of?
2: It's a it's a bank robbery movie and it has sort of a similar
3: Janet, thing. it's got 319 views on Letterboxd. I don't feel so bad. What? That's it. Yep. It's more famous than that. It's only got 319 reviews or not reviews but like ratings. Reviews? Of- that's how many people have seen the movie on i Have
0: bots. marked it a scene. Wow. Three.
3: Have I marked it a scene? Nope. Anyways.
2: Oh, well, I, that must have been before I was Undercount. Uh, using Letterboxd. Undercount. Oh, letter no. Nope. There you says, are. There you are. Hey, hell yeah. Well, there's a scene in that movie where um, the the bank teller um, is supposed to be. This
3: movie sounds dope.
2: She's being interviewed by the, the cops about, like, is this woman one of the bank robbers? And she knows it is, but says it isn't. This mm. reminded me of that. Gotcha. Um so the cops don't believe him. They tail him, he manages to evade them and goes to this bridge or overpass where he's meeting the uh like the go-between mm-hmm. um between uh Jeff and the guys who hired him. And the guy's like, Oh well, you got arrested, that's not good and then he <laughs> tries to kill him. I do Jeff love gets, the way the scene is shot. Um, uh, I lo- I love this uh like the set it's or not the set but just
3: the location Mm. itself is gorgeous but it goes from like this really long shot of the him walking uh up towards the guy and then it's like ozu framed person looking into camera Mm -hmm. shot reverse shot and then when they finally decide like we're about to like kill each other basically it then becomes like a handheld pan from a bridge away Mm. mostly obscured and Mm. the camera's just running down as they like try to kill each other and it's like who thinks of that? Who decides yeah, that's when, how they're going to shoot the scene? When the shooting actually starts, you don't actually
2: see see like, really what's going on, like who pulls a gun or or what happens. It becomes chaotic immediately. Um, Nelly referred to this guy as a, a poor man's Alain Delon.
0: <laughs> yes, I can her? see that too. That's a good point. Yeah, very similar look.
2: Yeah. Um. So he gets shot. Um. He goes back to his place to, like, manage Was them, that character's name Viner? No, that's the
3: boyfriend. That's the boyfriend. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Because he was um, only this in one guy, other movie. I was like, really was a poor man's land alone.
2: Yeah. This guy goes back to his employers, um, and they say, we need to take care of him since he was arrested. And we see that the bartender... Um, was there and then you go back and remember that the bartender said no that's definitely not him and you start mm-hmm. to see mm-hmm. how how he managed to get away, all uh, connected from the cops yeah um so he goes back to the uh oh after he bandages himself up he like throws the bandage in the street and this is another one of those like does he just not give a fuck? Yeah. Or is he, <laughs> he knows they're following that him. That stuck
0: out to me so much because it was such a dramatic, like, I'm going to take off my bandage, just drop it in the street. I'm like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I'm not saying you have to you have an elaborate disposal method, but seems like a bad idea. Use a trash can at least. <laughs> yeah, don't litter. Come on, at the very least. Keep pa- keep Paris beautiful. Exactly.
2: Um, so... <laughs> I, I love the moment when he walks into the jazz club again and he sees Valerie there. And the way she plays, like, she just sort of, with her eyes, says, No.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, get the fuck out yeah. of here.
0: Like, why are you here? What are you doing? Yeah.
2: Um, while he's there, the cops come and bug his apartment. And the one, the bug is like laughably big. Yes. Oh my God. It it's is huge. It's like a brick cell phone. Yes. Uh, But it's just great how the cops break into his place the same way he steals a car. Yeah, with the key ring. Yeah, they're breaking in as if they, too, are crooks. And they even, like, when they leave, they have to hide like a criminal would.
3: Yeah, well, I I think there's an interesting comparison of how the cops are presented versus how the gangsters are presented originally. Where, like, the gangsters are, like, these cool people in, like, poker rooms Mm-hmm. And they're, like, mysterious. And the cops are, like, this, like, boring bureaucracy. Like, even Alex said, like, the one time he was felt a little lost in the movie was, like, in the cop interrogation scene. Because it was just kind of, like, on and on and on. But then, like, throughout the movie, they kind of mulled into one entity of just bad people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really like that sort of uh, contrast to, like, equal equalization at one point.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah uh jeff goes off with valerie and she uh he he asks her like they they get in his car and then they like go to her place um and he basically says he needs to find out who hired him to do this job so that he can you know get them before they get him yeah and then he also deduces that she didn't id him for one of two reasons either one she likes fucking with the cops Or two, the real reason, she was told not to. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
2: Um, While he's there, the cops go to Jane's, and they raid her place. And they basically like throw every tactic to try to um, get her to
3: narc on Jeff. Which, uh, this scene, and this goes for the whole movie, um, the sound design, it's real good. Yeah. But you, they, these two people come in and they basically go out of frame and then the rest of it is just this long shot of him talking to the girl. And you can hear so specifically every sound that the people are making in the background and you know exactly what they're looking through. You can hear a drawer come out. You can hear forks be moved around and they're in the kitchen. You can hear like a toilet seat getting moved up and they're in the bathroom and stuff. And uh, it's nonstop. It's great yeah. sound mixing.
2: Yeah. And they, so they try like first they threaten her with perjury. And they're like, "Yeah, he'll go to jail for five years." Like once he gets caught, um, then he starts bad mouthing Jeff to her, and he's like, "Did you know that he's with this girl?" And then he says, "Oh, if you're like with Jeff, but you're with the other guy because he pays your bills, aren't you really just a prostitute?" Um, That's pretty rude. And then it was some yeah, slut shaming going on, right yeah. there. Yeah, it's not nice. He's he's not a nice guy. No, mm-hmm. no, he can go out on a limb. Arguably the least likable person in the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, and then he he brings her false deposition. Is it is that what it is? A deposition?
0: A testimony, maybe, or testimony. yes, A statement. Yes, yes,
2: yes, yes. Yeah. He he brings that and he's like, "I'll tear this up." Just like, come on say say he wasn't with you and she's like oh so you want me to commit perjury so that you'll leave me alone which is great <laughs>
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: she's so she, she's really good in this too I think she's, she's really fantastic. good like the, in, this scene is where she gets the most work to do but just you, you think that she I think in a normal movie they would have the the girlfriend character turn on him mm-hmm. and in this she's like sure she, she plays it perfectly um so they end up bailing and and he says the line the truth is what i say no matter how i get it um which is like is that him showing that he's very confident in himself being right or is that just like his corruption like Mm -hmm. i'll 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 fabricate the truth if i need to um so Jeff goes back to his place for the first time since the uh, apartment's been bugged, and I guess like his bird is just a little agitated, yeah. like, more agitated than normal. It's jumping around a lot. It's, it's it, like his little chirping. It's little, uh, its
0: little head of off bird. and bird. bouncing around, and
3: his security bird. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's overly. They they riled the bird all up when they were in there incessant planting that. incessant
3: sound of that shirt, though.
0: Yeah.
2: So he immediately knows that something is wrong finds the gigantic bug that they'd planted. Turns it off. And then later uh, the guy who tried to shoot him on the bridge comes in. He points a gun at Jeff and they're like, Hey, we want to give you a second job. Um, Jeff tells the guy to put the gun away and he'll uh, talk with him. The guy puts the gun away for like maybe half of a second. And Jeff immediately <laughs> takes him down. Yeah. <laughs> forces the Ties the guy up, forces him to give him uh, the name and address of his boss. Mm-hmm um and then he gets the the new contract mhm so jeff needs to go to that address to find the the big bad i i suppose
3: yeah i guess i love how it's like in, someone we've never heard before it's not like some like reveal or anything it's just like oh yeah it's just some other guy which i a, think
2: makes more sense in the scheme of uh yeah, it's not like the cop is actually the main bad yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But, like, just, this whole
3: movie, we've been like, oh, that guy is in on it, too? Like, mm-hmm. and so there's this one scene where it's just like, oh, it's just some like motherfucker who lives in a house. Yeah, well, that's who he is to Jeff,
2: too. He's just, like, some guy who he's never heard of, and now he's heard of him. Yeah. Um. So one of the things that I love about this movie is the, the map
0: that they make. Oh, oh. yeah. The, with that's, the transmitter lights. That's really cool. So...
2: In order to track the cop, the, for the cops to track Jeff, cops are just like staked out all over the subway system, and they have little lights that they turn. They turn it on if they can see him, mm-hmm. and it shows like where he is and where he's going.
1: That's so a Jeff, very cool um, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, and just visually, like I love the way it looks. Um, he must know he's being tracked, and he just does a whole bunch of. Getting on the train, getting off the train, jumping off the train at the last second, mm-hmm. and then jumping
3: uh, off the little yeah, he just, the what classic are those things called you know, the, moving, the, the si- people the mover.
0: Sidewalk. Yeah, oh, God, the... I love those.
3: That's the best part of going on a like a plane trip or an airport. Sure, just getting to stand one of those. Love things, those.
0: Like... Or or then you just take a casual stroll, but you're moving really quickly because you're on the thing. Of course. Yeah. Yep. yeah. But cool. I I like him being followed by the the gum chewing girl uh, who's like yeah. just to say like steadiest so pursuer. It's so weird. My oh.
3: favorite one is like the old granny who comes on and starts switching the lights in her purse bag. And he's like, what mm-hmm. the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I would never would have guessed that that was like a police undercover agent. Yeah.
0: But yeah, the way he just sort of when the, the gum chewing girls behind him on the people mover and he just like hightails it over the railing <laughs> and starts running. And it's like, well, what you gonna do? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: See, he's good at losing a tail. Like that's something he's good yeah. at.
2: And good at knowing that he's being Yes. Killed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so he, he, yeah, he ends up after like jumping on and off carts. He hops the, uh, moving sidewalk sprints, manages to get away from all of the cops, steals a car, gets new plates and a gun again from the same mechanic who he just keeps like losing this guy's gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the mechanic says to him, this is the last time. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I, I, don't I don't blame him, him either. That's in the movie. <laughs> yeah, it is the last time. Um, uh, he goes to Jane's and he knows that she's like in trouble with the cops and it's because of him. Um, and this is where he like says goodbye to her, which uh, apparently in their real life was sort of a real goodbye. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah, and she she actually just passed away. This is also part yeah. of like the Elaine Delon in real life thing. She passed away last year, and I don't know if um like they they got divorced fifty years ago or whatever. But I don't I don't know if they kept in touch or if they. Like, got back together, yeah. or if he just held a candle for her for all these years. But apparently, like, per the the reports, he never got over her death. Um, yeah. I,
1: yeah. Was pretty
0: that pretty was well. what I was reading. It was like, that he reporting. Was kind of shaken by that. Yeah. That reporting kind of confused me, too, because it was like, he could not get over the death of his, you know, wife, Natalie DeLon. And I'm like, well, longtime ex wife. <laughs> so maybe, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, yeah I don't know.
2: I mean, maybe uh, they stayed close to yeah. those. Yeah. I think they, did. they have kids together. I think they yes, did one
0: I believe. Okay. Yeah, I believe they have a kid together.
2: OK. Um, yeah. So he says goodbye to her and then he um, goes to
3: the uh, What is Olivier. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Olivier Ray. Olivier Ray. It's a cool name. Mm-hmm. Alex did um posit that Olivier Ray best Bronco Henry. <laughs> OK. Yeah. I'll, I'll love it.
2: He's definitely uh, more of a Bronco Henry than anyone else in this movie. Like a Langer yeah, on, not a Bronco no, Henry. No, one. no, no. We haven't talked, speaking of uh, things that are the exact opposite, do you know what this movie visually, like color palette, is the exact opposite of? What? Do the Right Thing. Oh,
0: sure. Ooh, yeah, yeah, I that's was, really,
2: was going to say The Archers. I was trying to think of like the, the
0: brightest Archer. colors I could think of. And yeah, that's Let's yeah, Do, do the, the Right thing, thing is a great example, yeah.
2: Yeah, we haven't really talked about the color in this movie, but everything is either, like,
3: blue or silver or beige. Yeah. I think you're giving this movie too much color.
0: <laughs> it's just sort of beige on beige on beige. <laughs>
3: yeah, it's it just is. very various versions. Is of the it movie. a bluish beige? Is it a brownish beige? Which, and then, you know, like Alex and I were talking, like, how does this movie look so freaking beautiful with, like, three mm-hmm.
1: colors? Yeah. It's it has amazing. less
3: color than a black and white movie, arguably. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. What, what what we talk about the Marvel beige,
0: what's the difference there? Oh, like why sub-movies are all... Well, there's an intentionality, that, that right? That was mainly
3: just to make Nick a little... Wow. Shit Dude, to make my but, face do it. You like how I I'm just doing. took
0: that sincerely? I was like, well, let's talk about the differences in composition. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there's, a, there's an intentionality behind this. Yes, this world yeah. is devoid of color versus it's easier to do, manipulate things on a computer if everything is one tone.
3: Yeah. yeah, I think I got most this, of that.
0: Oh, sorry. Yeah, my yeah. Th- my internet is is struggling. That's right. okay. Uh, it, it's a it's a
2: similar color palette to like Army of Shadows too. I think oh it's like a very sort of washed out. Has
3: a washed out uh, more uh, blue look than beige. It. Yeah, yeah. But same thing. Just kind but
2: of still, weird. like. His his movies, or at least um, his later movies in color, um, all have like sort of a cold, steely look to them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: How many black and uh, white movies did he do? Uh, I think most of his movies are black and white. Oh, really? Uh, he, I mean, he, he, this is like sort of later stage. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, let me look, though, because I haven't seen all of his movies. I've seen, like, maybe. Le flame, so.
3: Bob Le Flambeur is black and white, I think.
2: That's black. Yeah, that's black and white. Uh, let's see. Sounds de la Marath, I'm pretty sure, is black and white. I haven't s- so I haven't seen uh, that in Fontaribe when you read this letter, but I assume those are all black and white. Bob Le is black and white. Two Men in Manhattan, I don't know, but Leon Morin Priest and Le Doulos are also black and white. And then I don't know about Magnet of Doom or this other one whose name I am not even going to try. <laughs> but I know his last, at least his last four are in color. And those all have sort of this similar um,
3: color tone sure. uh, to them. I love the litter box picture of uh, Melville.
2: It's oh, like yeah. Charming oh, so guy. He's wearing a cowboy hat? What? No. Is he? Oh, all right. Because a lot of times he wears a cowboy hat. I think he wears what? a cowboy hat in, bre- in Breathless, doesn't he? He's in Breathless. Oh, that's
3: right. He is. I think you're right. He plays himself. They, like, interview him. Yeah. Oh, God. I think you're right. Yeah. There's a few different directors that show up, mainly Fritz Lang in Contempt. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, I think in his Wikipedia page, he's. Oh, it's a picture of him from Breathless. Actually, his Wikipedia image. Oh. I don't know. I think he's a cool dude. Not Seems as cool, cool. as uh, his actor.
0: Oh, oh that him. does explain yes, that his, his, that picture yes, that's from Breathless. That's <laughs> an aesthetic.
2: So, Jeff finally goes back to the Jazz Club. Um, and if you weren't sure what uh, his Sort of like ultimate mission here is. Oh my god! He leaves. He leaves his ticket with the hat check girl.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's not coming back to that coach check.
3: He dramatically he, puts his gloves on in front of the mm-hmm. bartender.
0: That the like, bartender's okay.
3: face of just like
0: that might be my favorite moment when he's putting the gloves on and the bartender's just staring at him like, okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, I,
3: I got really it, like Christoph Waltz vibes from from that guy. Menacing. Yeah um did i mention that he kills uh Olivier? i don't i don't know if i said it but anyways he does, oh, yes, he does oh, that. yeah and and we uh noticed that it's the same house that the the pianist yes yeah, in. It was, yeah yeah i get th- another thing that's just like
0: he pick up there. on it yeah especially because that house has such distinctive
3: it's got some layout vibes. with the crazy
0: stairs and everything yeah
3: Especially because it's so different from just about any other place right. the entire movie is set in that you're like, oh, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. It
0: draws attention. We're back in this setting, yeah. Yeah.
3: Um,
2: so he goes up to Valerie at the piano. She smiles at him and then has this... She, she like, smiles at him when she first sees him and then you see, the, like, the gears turn in her
3: head and she immediately looks sad again.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Again, this actress does so much with her face in this movie. It's incredible. Yeah. He, um,
2: he pulls a gun on her and says, I was paid to do this. Uh-huh. And then he gets Sunny <laughs> Sonny Corleone. I was going to say, bon- I was Bonnie, gonna and say Bonnie
0: and Clyde. There
3: you go, yeah. Janet. But also
0: Sonny Corleone, yeah. <laughs> just
2: like, he gets, he, yeah. He gets just riddled with bullets. Um, piece of Swiss and, cheese he becomes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And, uh, you know, Jane's life is saved. Or not Jane. Uh, uh, Valerie's life is saved. And the cops say, if it wasn't for us, you'd be dead. And then uh, Perrier, the main cop, was like, nope. Look at the gun. There's no bullets in it. So I take this to be that like, he's basically sacrificing himself for Jane mm-hmm. so that the cops will leave her alone. Yeah. And for Valerie. And then like, in doing this, he's saying, someone wants you dead. They paid me a lot of money to kill you. I'm not going to do it, but now you know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Freeze frame ending.
0: Indeed. Freeze frames.
2: Apparently, the uh, original ending of this was going to be when he gets shot, he dies with a smile on his face.
0: Yeah, I saw that.
2: (laughs) And the reason they cut it was apparently DeLon had already done a, a different movie where he mm. died smiling. And Melville was like, no, absolutely not. You're Fair not enough. doing this again. So so they cut it, which I think works Makes better. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. Yeah.
1: So yeah,
2: good uh, movie. that's it. I love this movie. Yeah, I, that's I, great. I, I, yeah, it, yeah, um it was one that I thought about putting on for my sight, and, or not my sight and sound. My uh, they shoot pictures. Top, 20, top 25. twenty-five. And if I were to redo it, mm-hmm. I would have to think about it longer. I don't know if it would make it, but um, I would definitely. I mean, more that's so exclusive. It. That's really hard to. Yeah. Put something I, on there. I, I just love the vibes in this movie. It's so cool, but we've talked a lot about on this, this, these last few movies with La Dolce Vita And La Ventura And I guess to a lesser extent La Um Lawrence of Arabia Has some ennui Does JFK not really <laughs> no. Does John Candy Do ennui <laughs> no. Does anyone um, want to
3: do um, John Candy In JFK
2: Is John Candy the Bronco Henry of JFK <laughs> <laughs>
0: God. I'm so is, glad
2: we started this bit This is one of my favorite uses of ennui uh, In a movie Because it's also like just It's mixing in Ennui with the genre
3: um, Elements mm-hmm. of the crime movie So well mm-hmm. uh, I mean it, it is violently film noir Like straight out of a Bogart Sort of thing mm-hmm. with a, this interesting Air of new wave on it It's a fascinating yeah. combination of the two
2: yeah, it, it sort of um, was inspired by This Gun for Hire, the uh, Alan Ladd movie.
3: I watched that this week, and um,
2: this is better, I'm going to say. I
3: mean, you're arguing that it should be in your top 25, so I'd assume yeah. it's probably better. Although I have heard his, This Gun for Hire is very good. It's it's all right.
2: It's fine. It's not. It's no less samurai. Um, Ebert quotes.
3: The guy that directed This Gun for Hire is named Tuttle. Tuttle, yeah. Tuttle, Do you guys, have, guys ever seen Brazil?
1: Yeah, I have. Yeah.
3: The whole thing was like, thought someone was named Tuttle. Is that Ruddle? Is that what it was? I can't remember what the other one was, but I just remember, you know, hearing Jonathan Price yell, "Tuttle." Let me look uh, it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good movie. It's um, pretty good movie. It's always, it's always weird to me that Robert De Niro's in that movie. <laughs> That, that is really a great Robert De Niro performance. Is uh, Robert De Niro in that movie The Bronco Henry of Brazil? He might be. That's actually like kind of like definitional Bronco Henry.
2: I'm not seeing what the other name was. Archibald Tuttle? Just
3: now that Tuttle Buttle. Was... Buttle. Buttle. Okay. There you go. There you go.
2: Not Ruttle. That was... Uh, that was... Um... The Eric Idle band?
0: The, yes, the Ruttles. Yeah.
3: Okay. Is it really?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Eric Idle had a band?
0: It's like a Beatles parody like kind of thing.
3: Yeah. Good for him.
2: Yeah. Um, Associated X for the Ruddles. Number one, the Beatles.
0: Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> before
2: before Money Python, the yeah. Beatles. Are... Indeed. Right. Um, I've got a quote pulled up. Uh, it's from the end, and he says, there is nothing absolutely original in The Samurai except for the handling of the material. Melville pairs down and leaves out,
3: yeah, it's a great line. That's good. I have um it's a very short paragraph, but like a painter, a musician, a filmmaker can su- <laughs> they this, this is my same he one, su-
0: but no, it's a good one. Go for it.
3: Can suggest complete mastery with just a few strokes. Melville involves us in the spell of the samurai before a word is spoken. He does it with light, a cold light like dawn on an ugly day, and color, grays and blues, and actions that speak in the place of words. And um, came up with something like Alex and I were talking about, like, there's not a lot of dialogue or action in this movie, but like, it has a rhythm of just Mm -hmm. editing, of acting, of directing, of sound, and it it just moves along completely at its pace, and you're almost always engrossed Mm -hmm. because of it. So good. So well-constructed.
2: All right. Uh, Thumbs up, thumbs down. Dylan. I'll go thumbs up. Jenna? Thumbs up. I'm going thumbs up. Stars. Dylan? Do it. Do it. Do
3: it. Do it. Do it. You want me to go three out of four? No. Because <laughs> it's between three and a I... three and a half. What? Yeah, this is where we come to the point where it's like, I don't really care about anything in this movie. Even though it's so well made. I just am not very involved with it. I'm sorry. What? But the vibes. The vibes, vibes are excellent. The vibes are excellent. I'll go three and a half. Oh, four. Four stars. It's an easy four. Yeah, one. you two, you two are me. like completely sold.
0: Easy four for me.
3: I
2: just... I just... I find the combo of minimalist. On we. Yeah. Elaine yeah. Delon. We didn't talk about his hat. Good hat. No one, yeah. no, yeah, No one who's been born in the last... Forty years could wear a hat like that and not look like an asshole.
0: It's
3: true, <laughs> it's true. Are we sure Elaine De- Delon doesn't look like an asshole, though? No, he, he doesn't, doesn't look like, like an a... asshole. Okay, fair. Yeah,
2: he looks very fucking cool. Um, <laughs> not a look that uh, people can pull
3: off anywhere. Nope. What, what happened with fedoras? How did they Who's become like the coolest yeah, a, looking great hat?
0: Great question.
3: And it's not even, like, a mullet or something where you, you look back and you're like, well, that looked stupid. And then they still look stupid today. It's like, they looked so cool and now they just look horrible.
0: Well, they fell out of fashion and then, unfortunately, were attempted to be brought back by, like, the worst elements of <laughs> society. So that's basically okay, what it down to. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, because, yeah, it just became kind of the sign of, like... Being obnoxious to wear a fedora, unfortunately. Yeah.
3: <laughs> he does it well, though. Yeah, absolutely. He does do it really well.
2: <sighs> three and a half.
3: Mm, three, three and four. a half. Oh my God. Again, I, and I talked about this under blow up episode. there are just movies where the ennui works for me, and there's other movies where they don't. I don't think it really knocks the quality of the movie. It's just I don't get super involved. All
2: right. What have you guys been watching recently? Uh, Dylan.
3: Uh, what do I need to talk about? Um, I have not updated Letterboxd. I watched, um, The Face of Another. Did I talk about that one? Mm-mm. Uh, kind of a movie similar to, um, like actually similar to Little Samurai, but one of those where I was just like, yeah, really well made. I just, I don't know. I didn't get really involved with any of the story. But, uh, my boy, uh, God, I'm blanking on his name, uh, Nakadai, Tatsuya Nakadai, probably hmm. his best performance ever. And that is high terms given Harakiri and Yojimbo and, uh, the woman on ascending the stairs. But yeah, I think that was possibly his best performance ever. Uh, the big thing I really need to talk about though, Young Girls of Rush of Hurt. Oh, uh, yeah. Holy shit.
0: What a movie.
2: It combines my two favorite things. Rochefort yes. and referees.
0: <laughs> I, I was really afraid you were going to say young girls. So. Uh.
2: <laughs> no, this is a Tracy Jordan joke. Oh, Foxy, bo- Foxy boxing. It combines my two favorite things,
3: boxing and referees. <laughs> <sighs> I don't remember that joke. I was so sorry. Um, also a 1967 French uh, film. Nick, yeah, yeah, you're Nick, right. let me put this wow. on your plate. In 1967, we have Belle de Jour, Le Samurai, Playtime, and Young Girls of Rochefort come out. Which is best? Le Samurai. Oh, we also have Godard's Weekend. Literally every good French director had a banger out this year. Yeah, Brasson has Mouchette. Romer has Collectionus. Oh, that's a good one the correct answer is rushford but um it's okay i
2: don't think so is elaine delon in that
3: uh no and it's for the better right. D- does uh, uh does show
2: that... some respect he 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 might have just died
3: <laughs> does uh does samurai have gene kelly
0: he'd be a weird fit
3: yeah he works in young girls of rushford so you know
2: one-arm swordsman came out this year too. Ooh, Red and the White came out this year. What There's a good year for cinema.
3: Dragon Inn came Dr- out.
2: Yeah, I was Dragon Inn. Um, Two for the Road,
3: Bonnie and Clyde,
2: Cool Hand Luke. Damn. It's a great fucking year. Is
3: this the coolest and, year movies ever had? We also have uh, Newman's ombre which I heard is dope. Uh,
2: The Big Shave, the student film by Marty.
3: Oh, really? Branded to Kill. I've heard Brandon to Kill is... I've never seen a Seijun and Suzuki movie, but...
2: Branded to Kill is the movie that influenced the kill in Ghost Dog that made me laugh and <laughs> rewind it to watch it again.
3: Yeah, 67. This is a pretty fucking peak year. Yeah, it's a good year. Also, The Graduate, which I know... is It's a Jana like favorite, right? I like The Graduate.
0: I like It's not a favorite, but I, I, I do like it.
3: Okay, good. I'm not high on The Graduate either, so... Um Marquetta Lazzarova came out this year. That's gonna be a Nick Favorite always when he finally sees that.
0: Yeah, um, I mean the that book, you guys neither of you have read Pictures at a Revolution, the Mark Harris book.
3: No. No, I haven't. Yeah, it's
0: about the year. Oh that's about, it's this about year. 1967. Oh, yeah, the yeah. It's specifically yeah. about oh, really? in terms of New Hollywood, of so graduate, it's Bonnie yeah. and Clyde and the Frank graduate Blake. and stuff, but yeah, it is. Yeah. You guys
3: ever what seen The Dirty Ooh. Dozen? No. It's a fucking cool Once movie. Once or twice. It's a great movie. Also also just gotta say, for for my, my my thing. Son of Godzilla also comes out this year. And that is the most underrated Godzilla movie. Real good. Made me cry. Mm-hmm. Only Godzilla movie to do that to me. So put some respect on Son of Godzilla's name, people. Yeah, this is a good year. Yeah. Oh, uh, watch Visconti's it, watch The Stranger, which I know I had to get the file for Nick to see. Yes. Yeah, and he turned out to not like it.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's not very good.
3: <laughs> Great. All right. So that's it for me.
2: Okay. What about you, Jana? You saw something cool yesterday. Yeah,
0: I just have a, a basically two new release movies since the last time you recorded. Um, okay, because other, other than that, I've watched like, some Oscar stuff, but. Um, Last weekend, I went and saw The Lost City. Fun movie, like just fun, fine time at the movies. Um, you know, glad it made some money and people go see movie stars. Um, the box office on that has been really strong. Yeah. I'm very happy. Yeah, it's great. I, it's, it's just like because people kind of think that unless something's based on, you know, it's, it's not based on any IP. It's like you can vaguely say it's like a riff on Romancing the Stone, but it's not mm-hmm. a remake Stone, or anything. Yeah. Um, it's just two big movie stars. But people went to go see in the theater. Um, It's a lot of fun. Um, Nothing like revolutionary, hilarious comedy or anything, but it's fun. But yesterday I did get to go see um, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, the new film from Daniels, who uh, previously made Swiss Army Man, and it's very good, and people should go see it. Uh, It's only in like five cities right now, but I think it's expanding nationwide next weekend. So...
3: That has been the most sometimes. level-headed take I've seen about that movie so far.
0: I mean, I just—it's also like I—I I don't need to gush about it. Like, people can go read reviews. I—I um, I really, really loved it a lot. Um, found it like profoundly moving. Um, it's also <laughs> like it's—it's it's meta. Like, there is. I realized partway through sort of a, a reference that was happening that I can't wait to talk to you guys about once you've seen it. Okay. Like, it, I, yeah, I don't even want to sort of mention it, but like, there's just a couple of things, a couple of like, because it's about the multiverse, like, you know, every different little multiverse kind of can like riff on different things. And there's like, there's like meta movie references and things in it that are just very well done. So I am very excited to, very be nice to see it. Sounds very labyrinth of cinema. Um, Ooh. Um, but yeah, it's. It's a great time. Michelle Yeoh is kind of unbelievable. And um, all the reviews I'd seen talking about, um, I don't know how to pronounce his name, kai Kwan?
3: Is that Short Round? Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm making sure I'm saying his name right. That's part of that
3: movie.
0: Um, uh, uh, yes, Kai Kwan. To... Uh, he's, he's kind of unbelievable. Like, it's kind of awesome. infuriating watching yes. it being like, why why wasn't he doing this yeah yeah, for for decades now like what he does is is truly truly impressive he's a real standout Uh, but everyone who's in it is good so highly recommend
2: speaking of tracy jordan jokes and uh him since we 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 watched all the uh indiana jones movies over the last couple months Mm. and since we watched temple of doom we keep referring to spielberg as kate capshaw's husband
0: (laughs) excellent excellent
2: um, what have I watched? Uh, I saw The Worst Person in the World. Mm-hmm. Very good movie. Good movie. Uh, um, I wish I would have seen it before we did our year-end, so I mm-hmm. could have thrown some love to both uh, Anders and Renata yep. for uh, Best Actress and Supporting Actor. Real but
1: good.
3: I didn't. Sorry. I mean, that's what? more on the movie's release than anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was truly
0: on. not possible for you to see it, I don't think, before we recorded. Like, unless you... Had opted into that Sundance screening, I did, but
2: yeah. I mean, worse which I is I wa- the petite I wanted Maman thing. to, yeah. I wanted to, and I couldn't. Like uh, the one was sold out, and the other one, I think it was during the day.
0: Oh right, yeah, I got into the one that sold out. Um, oh yeah, very quick. Uh, they played a petite Maman trailer before everything, everywhere, all at once yesterday, oh, really? and I started to cry so much that Matt asked me if I needed to leave the theater. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm good. I'm good. This will be <laughs> over soon. So uh, on the trailer, yes. Mm -hmm. wow Wow. yeah it's it's not it's i keep yeah i haven't decided yet if i'm gonna go see it um when it when it comes out in the theater next weekend i might i haven't it was your number two or three movie of the year it sure was um it is a a perfect little movie um it does look really good on the big screen like seeing the trailer on like (laughs) the big screen i'm like oh i guess what celine siama makes beautiful movies who knew um whoa anyway sorry Back to neck.
2: What else did I watch? Um, I watched a trio of Bergman movies. Uh The Virgin Spring, which I'd never seen before, which is uh surprisingly intense. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or like or like bleak even for Bergman. Oh jeez. Um, and then I, I rewatched The Seventh Seal, which fucking rules. And then <laughs> I watched a documentary called Bergman Island. <laughs> Way different than yeah. uh, it's just about it's just about Bergman and like Okay, gotcha. And, him, him being a good filmmaker. So is it about Pharaoh
0: like at the... all or no? Or Faro, uh, he, the he, island?
2: They, yeah, they they talk about it a lot just because that's sort of like his where he became like a a, a recluse. Like later in life, he just went there and never wanted to leave there. Um, so they talk about it quite a bit. They talk about how he was a uh, prolific filmmaker and a shitty family man. Sounds uh, right. Rewatched Existenz with Nellie, who'd never seen it. Ooh, before, what'd she think? Since she. W- uh she liked it it was a little too um have you guys seen it so it's it came out the same year as the matrix it's very the matrixy but it's rooted Uh, in like video game lore and i think that part she she is more interested in just seeing like the fucked upness of like the flyer video drum in the video game sure that left her a little um like cold i guess but yeah still weird body horror junk in it that she liked um and then I talked about Ghost Dog and uh, This Gun for <laughs> Hire. The last thing I watched was Come Drink with Me, the uh, King Hu Wu movie. And that movie uh, sounds dope. Yeah, I've I've seen it before, and I I gave it like a positive but not like rapturous uh, review the first time. And I was like, why did why did I not give this five <laughs> stars the first time? I looked at the date; it was uh, three days after Noah was born. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, okay, probably. I probably watched it, like, wildly uh, sleep-deprived at 2 in the morning or something like that. Um, But, yeah, that movie's awesome. I watched it uh, – Arrow just released it, so I watched it again last night with the Tony Raines audio commentary, which is pretty cool. He's a smart guy. So that was it for me. Um, Next up, we are talking about the Fritz Lang movie M – and <laughs> hopefully no one from that no one from that movie is going to pass away I don't think during the episode I, I think those
0: ships have all sailed
2: <laughs> yeah let's see it's playing at a lot of places it's on HBO uh, Criterion and Canopy right now and then it's rentable on iTunes let's see when did it's uh, Peter watchable. Laurie? yeah Peter Lorre died in 1964 so I think we're okay the yeah. movie is uh Ninety years old. Yeah. Yeah. A little
0: so over. All right. It's wild. Yeah. I'm
2: um. People can find us on Letterboxd and Twitter at Great Movies Pod, and they can find Scott who does our artwork at what is it again? Oh God.
0: Art on Instagram. Art by Scott ninety two.
2: Art by Scott ninety two with underscores in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Art and by by and Scott and Scott in ninety two. Yes. <laughs> Is that right? Sounds yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, good. I, I'm I'm bad at Instagram. I don't even know how to like search for stuff on there. I'm too. Neither old. do I. That's one of those things that like Instagram and um, yeah, like TikTok. I'm just I, I'm too old.
3: Okay, the one thing t- I t- definitely too old for TikTok, but I always struggle too old to, TikTok, but, no. <laughs> always to, to a, figure it out. I always struggle to search for Nick on Instagram because Nick Fulton is not at all on his handle or in his name. So mm-hmm. I have to always have to search from Akron, Ohio if i want to
2: find but, nick but i think mine is uh like from akron it's not the same as my twitter handle it's like slightly different i don't know i haven't posted on instagram in forever <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh it's it's from akron O, sorry o, oh oh oh
2: yeah let's oh. see the, the the second to last thing i've posted on there is uh screenshot from a gear of the wrath of god so
1: whoa <laughs>
0: almost two years ago now we covered that on the podcast yeah.
2: and the last thing i posted on there is evie eating ribs
0: yeah mm. on, sounds evie. good
2: they look good all right um i don't know you guys have anything else to say about the Samura? all right yeah r.i.p elaine delon reportedly I potentially yeah, what a, a weird uh... what a weird
0: thing <laughs> all right. I'm not seeing
2: anything like in the news about uh, no uh anything definitive.
0: Maybe we yeah. maybe uh, we didn't kill him up. after all.
2: It'll show up on Twitter. Um Yeah, as soon as it's before it shows up on any of the news yeah. things. That's where I get all my baseball news too. Absolutely. That's where I to see the Jose Ramirez has been traded to the Toronto Blue Jays for
3: You are, two, you are fatalistic about that too? I think a unhealthy, an unhealthy and Scott, on the other hand, is denying it a little temp, too temp, much.
2: Te- he's being quite tempered in his reaction, which is not a,
3: uh, typical. No, but I almost think he's pl- he, he's too convinced that Jose will stay. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I was I was dead convinced that he was going to sign an extension like three days ago. Now I'm dead convinced uh, he's going to end the year in a Blue Jays uniform. So I don't know. Somehow Lindor is played in a Mets uniform right now. So who knows what's going to happen. I have always liked Jose more than... Me too. Francisco Lindor. He's a better player than Francisco Lindor. Yeah, I agree.
2: Alrighty, uh, what do we say at the end? Roger out. Roger (laughs) out. I think so.
0: Roger out. Roger out. All right. I'm going to stop recording before I ask this embarrassing question. And when I go to the movies, I am that person on the screen. I am having vicariously an experience that happened to someone else and that makes me a better person. That to see good films and to see important films is one of the most profoundly civilized experiences that we can have as people.